Good afternoon, people of God. So exciting to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being here and to, to trust me with your people. What I just thank you for. Just the opportunity to, to speak your word. What a privilege and an honor. I don't take it lightly. And ask you, Father, to, to bless every household represented here today in a special way. And Holy Spirit, just hover over us and give us, give us a, a, a hearing ear and a, and a heart to receive, that mind to perceive what you would speak to us. And in the name above every name, Jesus, we pray and agree. And the people said, amen, amen. amen. Well, we've been uh, doing this series on hearing the voice of God. And I hope you've been enjoying that. I want to give you some, some, other, some more aspects of that um, grace that God gives us. Um, I call it, you know, his voicings to us. He, he gives us answers to our prayers. He gives us grace in the places that we need it. He helps us out all the time. And, you know, we have a talking God. He speaks all the time. The, the world's everything was created by his words, and that's exciting. And he's still talking today. You know, he wants to, to have a chat with us sometimes. And he, he's talking. And he'll talk to us from his word. He'll talk to us by way of the inner witness. Charles gave us a, a great illustration of that last week. He'll talk to us in a still small voice. He'll also give us dreams and visions. And he tells us information by that. And also by way of personal, intimate communication. And that would be prayer, which is our focus today. So God knows our frame. I like what it says in Psalm 103, verses 13 and 14, that a father, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows, he knows how we are formed. Mm -hmm. So... He knows some things are beyond our grasp, beyond our reach. And we don't, we don't have to know the answers or the solutions for those things. So to help us out, he gifted us with prayer. It's a, it's a grace. It's, a, it's an amazing gift. And as his dependence, when we seek after him, he will answer us. He'll give us, the, give us the answers and the solutions that we need. So he ordained this to be so that those things that we don't know, we'll have to go to him about it. You know, as a parent, sometimes you put things on the top shelf so your kids can't get a hold of them without your permission or without you knowing about it. Uh-huh, uh anybody? <laughs> So nothing, I want you to know that nothing replaces prayer. It's a communication with God. It's a dialogue with God. And he has, he has something to, to say all the time. He's constantly looking after us, reaching after us to speak to us. So what he does, he, he speaks to our heart in a language of the heart so that, uh, so that our spirit comprehends and our soul can respond to his speaking. So we can pray in our own language or we can pray in tongues, spirit to spirit. A great thing about tongues is the enemy 
can't interpret or invade or interfere with that prayer. And we can't either, unless we pray for the interpretation. And sometimes he'll tell you what's the, what, what you're praying about. He'll give you a little information or, uh, or encapsulated version or a little bit of a tidbit of what the content might be. But the great thing is, when we pray uh, uh, in, in that way ourselves, you know, we want to pray our will, pray what we know about a situation or a person. But God is saying, pr the praying in the spirit is going to help you just spirit to spirit connect to me and then I can have my will be done in that. Amen? Amen. So now effective prayer is a learned method of connecting with God and it's a discipline that grows by use. It grows by practice, especially by relationship with God. The more you know him, the more you, you're able to really communicate with him and know his voice. Are you hearing me? God, yeah. Amen. So, so that personal individual experience with God is found in your prayer life. And I want to encourage you to add praise and worship when you're praying because you're calling on the, the, the presence of God and you're giving him a thanksgiving for what you're expecting him to give you. Amen? Amen? So the Bible tells us to be unceasing in prayer, in everything by prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be constant in prayer. Be steadfast in prayer. Pray at all times. So God is saying, talk to me. Talk to me. I want to talk to you. Amen? Our premier example was Jesus. He was constantly stealing away to go to communicate with the Father. So, it's great to have others pray for you, but let me tell you, there is nothing like having the unique privilege of praying to God yourself. You know, back in the day, we had party lines. And some of you, probably none of the millennials here, but some of you with those, uh, what I call extremely platinum blonde hair, you might remember that we have party lines, right? And you'd have to call the operator to get connected to your call, and it was, you know, sometimes you had to wait for the line to be clear. But now, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, honey, you can go direct. You can talk person to person to your God and your Savior. It's beautiful. Hebrews 4.16 tells us that we can come boldly to his throne of grace and obtain mercy, find the grace that you need, the answers, the solution, the healing that you need in good time, because he's on time every time. Amen? You ought to praise him right there. Now, because of, of his relentless pursuit of us, God has great reasons for gifting us with prayer. I call it his faith-building power tool for direct, personal communique with your God. Amen? So I'm going to give you a few pointers on that. I have about 37. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I got, I got five. I'm going to help you out here. <laughs> Somebody said, I got to go to lunch. But number one, prayer empties the heart of its cares. It, 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 it takes the pressure off. It lifts the burdens off of you and, 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 and the, the worries and the stress. It's a powerful thing. You see, a loving father doesn't want his children loaded down with cares and worries and stress. See, in our humanness, 
We'll go to the, we'll go to the phone, we'll, we'll post some stuff on Facebook. Uh-huh. We, we'll commiserate with our friends who are complaining about their stuff. Uh-huh. But do we go to the throne first? Anybody? So to hear God's voice clearly, we need to empty our heart of the issues. You know, the weighty matters, maybe the unforgiveness that we're struggling with, the past that keeps creeping up on you, matters that, and, and those things that are, that are anxious in us. So we gotta let go of that so we can take hold of God's answers and we can feel, fully receive what he has for us. But you gotta be hands-free to do that. Matthew 5, 8 says, only the pure in heart shall see God. Now that word pure is the Greek word catharus, where we get the English word catheter or cathartic. So there's a cleansing that, that God wants to happen to us, through us and for us, so that we're able to really hear him. So prayer helps to clean and clear out the clutter that a lot of times makes us stumble and we lose confidence in our faith walk. You know, sometimes we get shaky and flaky a little bit and nervous in the service because we got all this stuff on our minds. We got all this stuff on the inside of us that we need to let go of. See, when we're bombarded with the cares and the frustrations, God gives us this instruction in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. He says, I will exalt you if you humble yourself by casting all your care, all your anxieties on him. That's what he says. So because, because he cares for us and because he loves us, he wants us to take hold of him with both hands, to hold on to God and take hold of what he has for you. See, letting go of the weights makes it easier to wait on God for his answers that he's waiting to give to you. But see, when we're holding on to this anxiety and the cares and the frustrations, all that's saying is you don't trust God. You don't trust him. It's actually a control issue. And God is saying, let it go. Humble yourself. Give it to me. Mark 4:19. Uh, that's the story of the, uh, the sower, the parable of the sower. It says in that verse, worries, anxieties, cares, and distractions, they suffocate and choke what God has to say so that his words become fruitless. So we don't get anything out of what he's saying because we're still focused and distracted by the things that are going on around us. But if we humble ourselves and just cast that care, God will exalt us over our struggle. In, in other words, he's going to lift us up over our enemies and set us free so we can have a real good conversation. Amen? Yeah. See, God's, God's voice is heard in his responses to us when he answers us, when he blesses us with what we're praying about. Anytime we seek him in prayer, you can expect God to show up. Remember, prayer is more than a gimme list, but it is a vehicle to learn the ways and the will of God, to know his personality, to discover what his heart and his intentions are as a father, as a loving father, as that good, good father. 
to you. Amen? So our prayer dialogue is going to open our spirit to get a clear vision of who God is and, and to know his specific voicings and language to you personally. It's going to allow you to know that you can trust this great God. We also get acquainted and accustomed to talking to God out of our relationship and our position of kinship. Because you have to remember, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm his daughter. I'm his son. And we need to come to him with that perspective as opposed to just begging this great God for what you need. See, a father, a good, good father, wants his daughter, his son, his, ch his children blessed. With blessings, I will bless you. Amen? So and if we're doing this more than occasionally, it's going to help you stop praying in panic. Because if God, <laughs> you, know how we, you know what we're subject to do. God, Jesus, help me. <laughs> and he's saying, just, you know, can we just have a relationship so we can, you can just call me up and tell me what's going on? Yeah. I already know. But you want to get him involved, right? Hallelujah. Secondly, prayer acknowledges that what we're asking for is far beyond our human ability. That's that top shelf stuff, okay? And we're admitting then by our prayer our need to be totally dependent on God our Father. So by giving us prayer, God is saying that we are his responsibility. And he likes it that way, okay? So it's a new freedom to actually realize we don't need to know or have to have every answer because we know who does have the answer. And that would be God. Amen? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 33, verse number three says, call on me and I will answer you and I will show you. This is the Amplified Translation is a mind boggler. I will show you things that have, that have, I'm uh, um, sorry, that have, that are fenced in and hidden, which you do not know or distinguish or recognize or understand. These things are way on the top shelf and you don't have a clue, you can't reach them. And he's saying, I'm gonna show you, I will tell you, but you gotta ask me, call on me, and I'm gonna help you out all the time because that's who I am, you're God. I, you, he is our God. Amen? Amen? See, prayer is not optimism or positive thinking or your mind's power accomplishing something in your life. It's God. It's our connection to God. See, it is our anchoring, our faith anchoring in him, our trust and our hope being anchored in God who always answers his children no matter what. Even his no is a complete sentence, but that's going to tell you that he's got something better for you. He knows what you do need. Sometimes we, we want, we want, we want these great things, and he's like saying, mm, not happening today. <laughs> and you should be saying, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll be praying for something that we really, really want, and then three years later, like, God, could you just kind of get this person out of my life? Amen. Uh, because sometimes prayer is not pretty. It's work. It's being persistent. It's being fully engaged. You could ask Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. 
She was barren. And in, the, in those days in that culture, it was very embarrassing and humiliating not to be able to have children. So her, her husband, Elkanah, is having bunches of babies with uh, uh, El, Elkanah, uh, what's her name, Penina. And so she's, she's embarrassed. So she goes to the temple and she's letting it out on God. And then she's not praying, Lord, can I have a baby, please? She was railing, she was crying, she was all over the altar, seeking her God, because she wanted to have children. And he heard her cry. But she was so intensely in this prayer that Eli the priest thought she was drunk. But girlfriend was seeking God. Ask Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was sweating great drops of blood. That was not some small prayer. Well, if this cup could pass from me, Lord, it'll be just, it'll be fine with me. But if not, you know, I'll just go to the cross for these people who are hating me. Okay. No, we got to press in sometimes in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So it is that yielding and that submitting all that we have, all that we are to God who is faithful and trustworthy. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse number 3, tells us this. But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. This is the God that we're praying to. This is the Father who loves us so much, who's looking out for us when we're not even looking out for ourselves. Amen? Point number three. Through prayer, God gives us divine direction and how to arrive safely at our destination. Sometimes we get like Jonah, you know, we have that selective hearing and we don't heed his word and we're not listening to his voice, you know, because we got it going on and we think we got this. No, no, no. You got to realize that decisions made without prayer, without seeking God, it's going to lead you to some storms, some chaos some deficits, some defeats. That's why we got to stay on the knees in the name of Jesus. Amen? So if, if we allow other folks' opinions and positions and what they have to influence us, it will drive us to make some bad choices and wrong decisions and, and end up in the wrong destinations. See, sometimes we lean on people who in hindsight we discover are more confused and a lot less committed to God than we are. Oops. Mm -hmm. They're also called roadblockers to blessings. Gotta be paying attention. Just saying. Proverbs 16, verse number three says, roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. That's clear. The message translation of that verse says, put God in charge of your work, then what you plan will take place. Very simple, amen. Here's the deal, why trust in, in people who can see to the corner when your God can see around the corner and he created the corner and your eye to see the corner? Just a question, just, just asking. Isaiah nine, verse number six says, he is a wonderful counselor wonderful counselor. He sees and knows everything already. 
And he's willing and able to share that 411. I know you millennials don't know what that is, 411. That word means information. Back in the day, we call 411 for everything, practically. But he will give you the information that you need when you ask in prayer. Very simple. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Amen? See, a loving father doesn't want his children to suffer for lack of knowledge. God. So before you buy, before you sell, you build, before you have surgery, before you marry, before you move, before you hire or get hired, seek first the kingdom, which is God's way of doing things. Seek him first. Proverbs 3 tells us, lean not on, on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Every place you got to go, he's going to help you. He's going to bless you. And he rewards diligent seeking with direction and protection and correction and roadside assistance. <laughs> he will help you. Trust me, I am a witness. I'm putting my business out there right now. You know, sometimes God's voice will be uh, like an unction or, or an urging. I, I call it a flag on the field. Sometimes you get that, hmm. Okay, or sometimes it's a sense of peace or a prompting. It could be an open door or a closed door. It could be a forewarning or an alert. And the thing about God alerts, he never, he never alarms you, but he will alert you so that you're aware. It, it could be a billboard sign. I've been praying about a matter and drive by and see a billboard and it's like God was speaking to me. It could be a child speaking. Years ago, my, my grandson, who's eight now, who's about almost four years old, he's at my house and playing with his trucks and cars, and, and I'm in the bedroom, and I'm in the, I think I was in the bathroom cleaning, and he comes in there and he says, Jima, trust yourself. I'm like, okay. And he pointed his finger at me. He said, Jima, just trust yourself. And it was, I, it was God in his voice, and it was something that I needed to hear at that moment. Hallelujah. So he might speak to you in a, in a rainbow or a, like Balaam, a donkey. <laughs> I'm driving home one day and, and the, the Lord told me to pray about a situation. I'm saying, okay, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. So as I get to my door to put the key in, there's three praying mantises at my door. I was, I was just kind of like frozen for a moment because, you know, one is Pretty cool directive, right? <laughs> but three. So I said, I'm going to do that right now, Lord. I promise you. <laughs> so he, he'll give you a, a knowing in your heart. It's like a, a confirmation. Or he'll send somebody or a sound or a sermon. But the dealio is he will create whatever you need to hear his voice to you. He's sensitive to you. He's loving in that way. He's looking out for us in that way. So it can be a still, small voice. It can be a, a whisper. It can be a thunder or no words at all because peace can be a great and extremely loud silence in your heart, in your spirit, but you know it's God. So I'm just encouraging you today. Don't make any decisions, especially big ones, without asking your father. Okay? And when you do hear his voice, if there's any doubt or question, ask for confirmation. Remember, Gideon got it twice. 
If the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, okay, if the fleece is dry and the ground is wet, and God didn't mind, he answered him, because he's a good, good father. See, Jesus gave us the directive to, to pray, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. His will be done in you and in me, okay? See, our prayer is that umbilical cord to help us experience in our house what's in God's house, amen? It's a divine hookup. Hallelujah. And, and the, the more, the closer we get to him, the more we're going to hear. You know, you just want to allow him to, to land that peace in us so that we land in victory. Hallelujah. Point number four. Prayer strengthens our intimacy with God. You see, it, it opens up lines of communication that constantly increase kind of like an unlimited line of credit. That would be powerful, amen, anybody? <laughs> so the voice, the voice of God gives us a revelation that we need in an exhaustible, in an, and sorry, I'm sorry, in an inexhaustible, continual unfolding. Jesus puts it this way in Luke 8, verse number 10. To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, deep, intimate things of God. He's giving us a greater depth perception and, and, and clearer discernment. So the closer we get to him, the more we get from him. Are you hearing me? Okay. So intimate, intimacy with God is not, not your connection at church or your pastor or your denomination or some doctrine, but it's a personal connection to God, which is what we need. God himself, that all access pass to all that he is and all that he has. And see, God longs for your ability to be drawn out of your, so that your you-ness can become oneness with him. Are you hearing me? So at the core of our prayer should always be a passionate pursuit of God so that we have a better relationship and a greater connection to him who is the lover of your soul. Hallelujah. See, desire for relationship can't be fabricated. Because it's a commitment to connect and to avail yourself to a covenant-keeping, love-speaking God who is relentlessly in pursuit of you. Prayer allows for a great exchange. See, we deposit our prayer of faith to him, and then he deposits his power into us and into our situations and on our requests. So that leads to, to point number five. Prayer changes you. Prayer is going to change you, your attitude, your opinion, your philosophy, your mind and your heart. You see, prayer will clear your vision and your perspective, and it will affect your decision-making. See, to encounter God means to never be the same again, if you really do. And talking to God, who is perfect, he will perfect those things that concern you. Glory to God. See, when you know him, you will discover he is too perfect to be improved upon and too eternal to cease to be as perfect as he now is in the name of Jesus. Then he will mashach you. He will rub that anointing. The anointed one will anoint you. And that's what we need 24-7. Amen? Amen. And he's never condemning us. He's never uh, shaming us. He's never devoid of mercy. 
He's full of love for us. Call me and I will answer you. I will tell you what you don't know and I'll tell you what you need to know. Oh, glory, glory, glory. He will answer just so he can talk to us and hear our voice calling his name. See, we, we can tell our daddy about the bully of harassment and anguish and fear that keeps messing with us. We can talk to our God and, and tell him sometimes we get scared of the darkness and the insecurity and the uncertainty of our times, the infirmity that stalks at noonday, and he will answer and shut it down with his voice of peace. Are you hearing me? If you want to hear God's voice for yourself, you got to maximize your prayer life. Talk to him. Call him. Go to his throne of grace. He will be there for you, and you will receive. See, prayer evokes a cry from within us to God who responds with his voice of strategies and wisdom and abundant supply. His voice speaks grace and mercy and restoration, health and healing, everything that we need. Call him and you're going to hear his voice today. And to bless you and God, a great additive is praying his word, decreeing and declaring his word as you're praying, giving back to him what he gave to you. See, he loves to hear what his heart has spoken to us. Because that's going to say that we heard him. That's saying that we're abiding in his word. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It's going to prosper in you. It's going to prosper in your situation, in your, in your family, in your finances. So the voice of God is the same voice, the voice of his word is the same as his voice speaking to you because it is God himself. He cannot lie. He will not dangle carrots. And he will not bait and switch you. He doesn't waste words, nor actions, nor time, nor his grace, nor his favor, nor his kindness, and he will pour out that blessing on those who are ready to hear and to receive. You know, there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And there is love in the voice of God to, to bless us and fix our brokenness and to fulfill our longings and to be our father and our friend and our confidant. At, at, at the heart of your need is the need of your heart. And that would be God. And that would be your connection and your relationship with him. And that is his desire. That's why every word he speaks is seed that brings resurrection power to make alive your life and your capacity to receive. He wants you to receive every promise that he has for you. And people of God, pray and let him talk to you. Let him talk to you. He will speak to shift us forward and further and beyond what was and way past every impossibility. Are you hearing me? He will speak to you. Just call him. Hear the voice of God today and he will answer you 
because he is the answer. He is the answer. He is the answer that you need. And I hope you receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Well, Amen. are you encouraged you. to go pray? Amen. 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 Now, when you pray, you know what you have to do. You have to turn off the TV, uh-huh. <laughs> off oh, the other yeah. phone, everything that would hinder you. Sometimes my wife, she goes out in the garage. We have a little couch there. She goes out in the garage. She talks to God. Mm-hmm. And I think God is hard of hearing because she's yelling at him, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I go, who are you talking uh, to? She goes, the Lord. And I go, who are you talking about? You. <laughs> I go, can I get an, a word in edgewise here? <laughs> you know? But if you are encouraged, know that the Lord wants to hear your voice. Amen. He wants to hear you speak to him and say great things to you. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as we get ready to dismiss. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Amen. I'm always glad when I come. All right. Item number six. Verses 24 through 26, it said, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you peace and give you rest. Go in the rest and peace of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.